Hello, I am Chimako Swagu. I am a junior at, and I am a junior at Ursuline, and today I will be talking about how traveling enriches a teacher's teaching ability. Here with me today is Mrs. Petsamenti, a history teacher here at Ursuline. Hello, Chimaka. I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you for coming. Now, Ms. Petsamenti, tell me, you are a strong presence at, here at Ursuline. How long have you been teaching at teaching here and what are your favorite memories from your years here? Well I've been here 38 years which is a long time and some of my great memories stretch way back to when I first started teaching. Honestly in those days I don't even know why they hired me. I didn't know that much about all this uh, history but I certainly learned with the girls in the first few years and I had a wonderful time. I have to say the school encouraged me in those early years. I even ended up going to the Soviet Union. The principal came and said to me, would you be interested in visiting the Soviet Union? And I had already gotten a master's degree in Soviet studies a few years before, and she knew I would enjoy that. And I think that was probably the beginning of wanting to go to so many of these other places that I've been allowed to go to in the many years I've been at this school. In terms of other great memories, in those days the nuns were still here, and I have great thoughts and pleasurable times with them, and the school was a lot smaller, and we knew almost every girl, I taught almost every girl, and if I didn't, I knew her another girl through her friends. So it was one of those kinds of little intimate schools which has grown and developed all kinds of changes taking place that have made a great school for you girls but and, and also for me. But I do have a long uh, look and a long uh, amount of affection for so many years and so many girls and people I've met here. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. And you've so you talked about how you traveled to the Soviet Union, and that sounds as though it was like, you know, the beginning of a domino effect that, that really just inspired your love for history and teaching. So what are the other countries you've traveled with, with Ursuline and by yourself? And can you tell us about where you've traveled and why you enjoy traveling so much? And what is the most important place that you have traveled to and why has it really made an impact on you? Okay, I have been to a large number of places I'd say in the last 35 or 40 years but my first trip was from my city I grew up in Chicago to where my mother was from in Mississippi in the south of the United States and I noticed then differences and I found that very fascinating and stimulating to see such a big city like I grew up in in these small rural towns sleepy towns in the south and from then on, I think I just enjoyed traveling, going with my senior class to New York and Washington, and actually going to Washington in freshman year with my aunt and uncle, uh, seeing the grave of um, JFK. And so it was very early on. I ended up uh, being encouraged to go to the Loyola Rome Center, and I spent a whole year in Rome. And in that time period, I, was, I traveled throughout much of Western Europe, including England and France and Spain and Germany and so on. Then I uh, lived over there and worked at Loyola University, and I traveled even more. And one of my more dramatic experiences was going to North Africa, 
where I went to Tunisia, and that's the first time I entered really the Muslim world. And after that, I came back, as, you, as I mentioned, uh, to the United States and took that amazing trip to the Soviet Union. That's going to rank up pretty high yeah. because now it's no longer the Soviet Union and the Berlin Wall has come down and it's called Russia again, and I just had no inkling that it was, in, going, it to was going to happen, especially because the year after I went with Ursuline, or really by myself, to the Soviet Union with a teacher's group that Ursuline paid for, I went with an Ursuline group of German students to the Eastern Bloc, which were the countries behind the Iron Curtain, such as East Germany. Um, we went to Hungary and we went to Czechoslovakia and Austria as well. And in that trip, going to the Berlin Wall, I think, was one of the most memorable, especially we were with Ursuline students. So I came back from that trip, and um, a number of years later, I was at Ursuline's uh, trip to go to China. But you're asking me about some of the most memorable. I think one of my most memorable trips was to West Africa. Mm -hmm. because there again I was in a very different world from even North Africa um, and this had been Togo and Benin and the Ivory Coast yeah and I just loved traveling into that part of the world and I met a we met a student of ours father who was in agriculture and for the United Nations and he took us around where he actually put beneficial insects on bugs and he did that all over the equatorial belt. And that was really an eye-opener to what's going on in the world that we just doesn't, does not get much attention. Like we don't think about it, but it's really an important it's part of what's happening. Super important. So that I, I think that ranks up. I have to say I love going to a country like Chile, so far away from where we live and where I'm born in Chicago. And then I think also going... Um, to countries like Colombia. I've been to Mexico many times, but Colombia uh, was another great experience. It had just come out of the drug cartels, cartels and, like and I was Medellin, which was the key city, and some people were telling me, oh, don't go, it's dangerous. People told me that about <laughs> Moscow. But you went. <laughs> I went to all those places. I think you have to see for yourself. It does bother you when people, you have to have caution but you also have to have a little bit of curiosity and a little bit of nerve, I think, to yeah. venture out. Because this uh, is like the home of some people. Like some people, like it's not a dangerous not city. Not a dangerous it's just, place. just home. Exactly. Yeah. And I can't tell you in so many of those places that we hear quote-unquote bad things about, some of the kindest people I have ever met in the world uh, abide in those towns and cities and live their lives in delightful ways and they don't understand why people have issues and criticisms of them that seem to be unfair. Yeah. And you talked about earlier how like traveling to these countries, it was like a different world. So knowing that there's like a culture shock when you go all across the world, how do you embrace the culture of the places you visited and like bring them back yeah. into the classroom? I love that question because for the most part, I've somehow been lucky enough as a teacher to have approached those uh, areas in the classroom. 
studying about them, learning about their history, learning about their religion, their cultures, and so on. So when I get there and I meet the people, I have really a quite a good time because I'm already a little versed in maybe what the government is. Was this place a colony? What form of Islam is practiced? Um, how the opium wars occurred in China, the fact that the drug cartel sh moves from uh, drugs that are grown in Bolivia up into Colombia, and now it's up in Mexico. I know drugs shouldn't be the main topic, but, but that happened to be. But the, the other thing I enjoy about these places is the food, oh. the way they eat. It's just so different wherever you go. Some people, they only eat with forks, and other, other people eat with their hands. Yes, and some sit on, sit down a, a on the rug yeah. and just sit and eat. And, and I can remember walking into Tunisia, in the capital in Tunis, and just seeing barrels of spices, which we can't even imagine. And you think of these rich spices they And make. they're like all of different colors, and oh, you just don't even know what right. they are, but you know that you can smell them, and it smells like the aroma is just trance. Yes, yeah. and I also remember on the beach in Tunisia, the um, love, very, maybe you shouldn't be taking up with strangers, but some very nice Tunisians invited us to go to the seaside um, where you, it was a town called Sidi Bou Said with the gorgeous geraniums, and you would start smelling um, jasmine and oranges. Very exotic for people like me. I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. It's cold all the time almost. <laughs> and then the, the coffee and every other kind of um, flavor that moves around in your sens sensory areas, and you feel like you really are in a for us, another world. For them, it's just a just ordinary home. day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because, like, yeah. I remember freshman year, you always, like, you'd always have your pictures of everything. And it was just seeing that. I was always inspired. Like, I want to do that. I want to go to this place, that place. Because you never know, like, what, ex like, the history you're experiencing. Because, like you said, you went to the Soviet Union before it, you know, before it became Russia again. And it's, like, yeah. at that time, you had no idea that you were, you were, step you were, experiencing a part of history that future generations would never be able to experience again because like true. I'll never be able to say I've been in the Soviet Union I've been to Russia but not the, Soviet, not the Union. Soviet Union whereas yeah. you've got to experience that you got to see the wall you just really saw that and you really incorporated that well into our curriculum at Ursuline especially as a freshman coming in from like a small environment and just being able to explore the world through pictures of your teacher doing this or that it really just inspires well thank students. you yes but you were ready to learn and that made it a lot easier and you came from a very in interesting background yourself yeah and you had an appreciation for the variety of the world as well yeah so that yeah I really appreciate yet yeah, your teachings for freshman and sophomore year because oh. you know double double years two in, a two in a row I know I didn't know what to do without you this year but I do remember how much you enjoyed the BBC Oh, yes. Everybody just scrambling, writing stuff down in like one minute and repeating it over and over again, trying to get down everything. And then afterward, everybody shooting their hands up to answer your questions <laughs> for participation. Yes. And, and just watching today, I just had them watch, and it's the uh, trade wars with China. So 
Never a dull moment on the BBC. Yeah. They cover the world. They Everything. make me look like ridiculously uninformed. Well, they have like a company of people. You're yes. just you and you do so well make to being you. Good. Make me feel good. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so do you, do you think that your traveling experiences like have made you a better history teacher and in what way? Well, I think you pretty well explained the appreciation you had for class, and I'm hoping that's somewhat pervasive, that other students have that same sense of engagement with the material, thanks to the places I've been to. I've always enjoyed teachers who made it seem like it was somewhat personal, because learning should be personal, and you should be enjoying what you're learning for the human side, and I think if we lose track of that, that's not good. Yeah. So I really, just once again, I really appreciated your teaching. And yeah, if I were to be a teacher, I'd really just look, use you as a model. However, I don't think I'm teaching material, but still. Oh, you're material for lots of things. Trust me, you're a very eclectic girl with multiple talents. Whatever you do is going to be exciting. Thank you. And how do you hope to influence and or inspire your students through the stories of your travels? Well, I hope that they understand there's a big world out there and there's a, there is a great responsibility for Americans. We are looked to all over the world for our history, for our variety, for our, our culture, our pop culture even. And I think it's sometimes saddening for me to see how some of us travel abroad with absolutely no awareness of the places we visit and I think that's something we could all work on in the United States is to have more uh, awareness and appreciation of what's going of on what's going us. on around us I think that's also really important you just see how much of an impact different cultures have on all over the world so you really have to be aware whenever you go into somebody else's culture right. how this has influenced like centuries of people and just how cultural influences really travel across the world exactly and, and they interact it's like cultural borrowing and people pick up ideas there's always something new that you can pick up and admire and enjoy from another part of the world I think that's just absolutely significant also this is a country of people um, from all a over melting the world. pot a melting pot I know we always talked about yeah. that in elementary school we are the melting pot yeah. so. and we have um, a friend is I have from Uzbekistan just became a US citizen in Irving mm. and she studied very hard she said I wish they'd asked me more questions she was well prepared but she said there were th people from 37 countries becoming US citizens that day so that gives you an idea just in a little corner of Dallas how diverse um, and rich our country is. Yeah. So thank you, Ms. Petsmenti. That was amazing. Thank you again for taking time out of your day to do this. And I would also like to thank my audience for listening and Caroline for, you know, do like recording. And thank you and grazie ciao. Oh, grazie ciao.